Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, this is Gemma, and I'm so excited to be here, oh my goodness. Another gorgeous day, gorgeous morning. I'm getting ready for a street fair, but I had this powerful experience yesterday with this with this friend, Jen, and uh, she's so wonderful and awesome. And it out of the blue, we had this conversation, and so, it was amazing, and I wanted to share with you this powerful um, like possibility that you can also have in your life. That's what it's about, because um, it was just huge, and okay, so um, let's just say, <laughs> let's just say if you've ever had someone in your life who's passed away, if you ever have... Um, you know, I was expressing to Jen that I don't have the same experience as other people with death. And I didn't know how to describe it, but by what I saw other people experience, I mean, we don't know what other people experience, but what I hear other people say that um, they never got over the death of so-and-so or um, they're, they're struggling with it or they're sad and they'll, you know, there's a part of them gone, there's a part of their heart gone. And yet my whole life, since I was a child, I've always felt like the people were never closer to me than when they're dead. Um, they're like with me all the time when they're dead uh, versus when they're physical. And I feel like, um, you know, I actually feel like people are still with me when they're alive. So, um, but it almost seems like a more complete with me when people pass. So it's a little different experience than what I hear other people express to me. Now, there are probably many other people who feel like me too and don't express it. <clears throat> so, um, what beautifully came up, and I love this, is, um, and this was channeled for my friend, and it was beautiful, and it just kind of came in, and I love this. It's that, what if when we are in pain with death, it's no different than any other pain? which is resistance, resistance from being in alignment with our truth. And so if that's what the, if that's what the pain is and we use the death of someone as the excuse for that, then couldn't we also use those moments that trigger the responses that we have of loss as an opportunity to recognize that the person is with us right now, that that moment was a trigger for us to honor their presence right now to recognize we have this opportunity to recognize them with us right now and to continue our relationship with them so um this was really big for me because i recognize that when people are experiencing this resistance this pain um in the memory of death that there are only two ways to experience that pain and it's through judgment or expectation that was unmet. So if you can, um, if you're having this experience or you know someone, um, maybe you are privy to the insides of knowing or of hearing of knowing that um, 
they felt it should have never happened. They want to blame someone or they had expectations that this person would be there for them physically in the future in some capacity, you know, as a grandmother or as whatever. Mm. So um, I thought this was great because if we are having this pain and um, you know that you have the ability to choose the frequency that you live at, then you can choose a frequency in that moment that recognizes that this person is with you and these moments that trigger the memory of the person are not there for the purpose of, of um, depressing you or shaming you or angering you or any of those things, but for the purpose of having that singular special moment with that loved one. I mean... It's just, to me, it's so special. And I have these moments all the time. And this is how I experience my, my dead friends. Um, when, I, when I have something, like recently I was in my studio and I was surrounded by my stained glass and all my stained glass scraps. And my friend Jeannie was with me. I mean, it, makes me, it does make me want to cry with joy because I bought all that glass from this friend. She gave me all my scrap glass. She was my like hero and my mentor. And she always stood behind me. And she always nudged me in the most gentle way. It was so beautiful. And she's still with me. So when I'm like talking stained glass or around stained glass, I feel her presence so strongly. Now she's always with me. But those are the moments she comes to my mind. Those are the moments that we are now having our relationship again. I will give you another example. And I've given this one before, I'm pretty sure. But when my dog, Toulouse, begs for fruit, when I'm cutting fruit up on the counter, I know 100% that my dog, Lolita, is visiting. Because Toulouse doesn't like fruit. But Lolita was mad about fruit. Mad about it. She loved it. She ate it almost up until the day she died. And I would say for the last two months, she didn't eat it. She just molded it and spit it out because she couldn't eat anything for the last couple months. But she would still beg and eat and taste everything. It was beautiful. And my other two dogs would line up behind her, excited because something must be good. And they, they didn't know what it was. And they would get one or two pieces and they'd be through it. They were like, this is not what we want. But Lolita would half an hour be begging for fruit. So when Toulouse shows up at my counter, I know she's visiting and I celebrate that. So what we focus on, we make real. So when we bring our attention to something, we make it real. Now, so there are many levels of reality and it's not just this physical one that you can see. There's one beyond that. There's one beyond that. There's one beyond that. There's one beyond that. There's There's so many layers. And just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. So, um, you know, you can't see radio signals, and yet they're there. You can't see microwaves, they're there. You can't see light, it's there. <laughs> and the only reason we know there's light is because everything is able to be seen, right? So there is um, all of these wonderful, um, I, I believe, wonderful energies and consciousness of all the people we know still with us. And it's beautiful and we have the um ability to focus on that rather than on our expectations and judgments and that is what is causing the pain it's not the person the person is not causing the pain 
And if you go deep enough, if you say, well, it is the person because the person disappointed me. Well, there's the expectations and judgment. You're just going to have to feel through to where those thoughts are coming from. And when you can release the thoughts and just make it about the person and not about the attachments you put on them, you will find that you can continue your relationship now Even with them deceased, you can continue the relationship. They are with you and and enjoy. And enjoy growing with them. Enjoy celebrating your accomplishments with them. Enjoy um, their presence when you feel sad and they're there for you. You can enjoy all of it. It's just this um, powerful, powerful experience. So I personally am so grateful for all of the souls, all of the humans who've blessed my life and given their beautiful love and energy to me. And I feel very strongly, and there's only a handful for me, but I feel very strongly that they're still with me. Um, I bought the house next door to me that belonged to my neighbor, Annie Deal, and she died when she was 84. And I know that she's so happy, so happy in seeing me enjoy her home and make it something special because I'm turning it into this wonderful place where people can meet and have retreats and stay overnight. And it's just wonderful. So where in your life do you find, and maybe it's the loss of a a pet even, you know, but where in your life are you feeling um, triggered by the, like triggered into mourning the loss of someone that you knew? And it could be a some somebody pet, um, but it could be anybody. And I wonder if it's even a loss of a job, like you felt um, you should have been, you know, like think of, um, well, don't, I'm not going to quote the Bible on that one, but <laughs> I don't even know a quote, but um, I, I was just like, there's so many examples in a Bible of it where someone felt outed by a sibling or something like that. So, um, but You know, like if you felt you should have had something someone else got instead, you deserved it more. So there's the loss of that. The loss of anything that you can then repeat that story in your head and be triggered by the thought of it. So it's not the outside that's triggering you. It's the thoughts within you that have been hoarded as stories to, you know, basically that harm you. There's stories that harm you. There's stories that are based on something other than the truth of who you are. Because the truth of who you are is that you are 100% complete. You are 100% beautiful and complete. You are perfect. And the only thing that hampers that perfection is your separation from God's source energy, universe, whatever you want to call it. But that God source energy is what we enter into is where we enter into the knowing of the truth of who we are all right but when you leave that god source energy you believe the illusion that you are lacking and so it's in that lacking that we project out so as you learn to love yourself unconditionally and many of you do know how to love yourselves unconditionally but you don't do it consciously and because you don't do it consciously you fall out of it And thus you fall out of alignment very easily by certain things and you've made exceptions and it's socially okay to do it and it's socially okay to be upset and you've never heard that anyone else has 
done it differently, so you don't believe there's a different way to do it, but I'm telling you there is. For every place in your life that you have pain, you can turn it around, you can release it, you can let it go, you can bring peace to it. And it all comes from starting that practice of loving yourself unconditionally. Because when we love ourselves unconditionally, expectations and judgments are no longer the powerful tools that we want to use. We want to use letting go. We want to use forgiveness. We want to use allowing. We want to use receiving and giving. This is so different from this mindset of control and manipulation that we've been brought up in, at least in America. I don't know about other cultures. Um, And so it's a culture, though, that teaches what I'm talking about. It's the culture of competitiveness in school and um, manipulating yourself and your body to get the grades you need to get just for the sake of getting the grades. Not even it's not about knowledge. It's not about wisdom. It's not about education. It's just about getting through things in a way that uh, puts you at the top. And it's a it's a win lose situation. And what I'm recommending is by loving yourself unconditionally, you can step into a win win situation where everybody wins, where you lift as you go. And this is this is the world I live in, and this is the world I expand. I expand it by attracting more people who feel like me into this world. And it makes, it just makes for a space where we can live our highest potential selves without having to spend $100,000 on a life coach and go to Tony Robbins you know, seminars for, for years. You don't have to do that. It's, you're not going to get it by osmosis. You're going to get it by practicing the tools that you have, loving yourself unconditionally, staying present in the moment, being mindful, setting up practices throughout your day to make sure that the areas of your life that are not on point with the frequency, an emotional frequency that you want to be at, that serves you, is being chosen. Like you want to set yourself up for success and you're going to do that by loving yourself. You don't have to love anyone else. Guess what? You don't have to love anyone else. What's so beautiful is that as you learn to love yourself and release judgment and expectation, it overflows to the world around you. There are days all I can do is me. And it's still in those days that I get compliments at the grocery store that people come up and shine their light on me and love me. Strangers, you know, and loved ones, but strangers. And it's beautiful. So this is available for all of us and we deserve to tap it right now. It's a big deal and everyone everyone gets to um, enjoy it because these are your gifts, your birthright gifts. So jump on them today. No time like the present. Oh my gosh, set an example for everybody else. I'm loving you so much. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142. Private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.